everyone. Welcome to the Others Podcast. I am your host, Stephen Penny. Joining me this week, a new guest to the podcast. Uh, from I know him from Instagram and his ridiculous Star Trek vinyl collection. It is Chase Gozum. How you doing, man? Hello. Glad to be here for having me on the show. A pleasure to have you. Now, I think we'll probably get to discussing your vinyl collection a little bit later on. But this week, we're going to talk about the third single from Seeing Sounds, and that is Sooner or Later. So tell me your uh, initial thoughts and feelings about this this song itself um honestly it's not my favorite but the first um the first time i heard it i loved the the beginning or the melodies everything about it it's just the part when pharrell begins the chorus and then you hear crashing and then you hear the crash of the cymbal and it gets very rock like that wasn't my favorite but it just kept growing on me and growing on it's pretty good and i like the uh uh, the music video, because at the time, in the U.S. at least, I know we were we were going through a, the uh, the Great Recession. Was it like that in uh, in Europe? Or... Yep, very much so. Yep. Yeah, yeah. So it wasn't a great time in the U.S. and it really fit the. Uh, I guess the economy was bad, so it it really fit, especially the music video on Wall Street and all the things crashing, and it was really good. Uh, like sign of the times. Yeah, very much so. I think I'm almost of the opposite opinion to yourself. Uh, I really like the song. Yeah. Uh, I think I think the the chorus and the bridge um, are really really good in this. I like how it it goes from kind of quite mellow to then, as you say, that kind of full on uh, kind of rocky bridge with the really heavy drums, really heavy guitars, and especially the big kind of almost guitar solo towards the end, which goes on for quite a while. I think friend of the podcast, Brent, played guitars on that song. I know he's credited on the album for guitars. I don't know if it's actually him playing on there, but shout out Brent if it is. Um, but yeah, I, I actually really, really like the song. Uh, and the video itself, I'm not really a fan of. Really? I find, I yeah, I I understand like what you're saying. It kind of it fits the kind of narrative of the song kind of loosely in terms of things crashing down, then recovering and getting better. But yeah, I find the, the music video very, very cheesy. Okay. That's fair. It, it's quite well. It's generally quite well shot, quite well directed, but yeah, the, the concept of it, I, I don't really like, uh, Again, the whole kind of the whole Wall Street thing and the financial crisis. Yes, it sort of ties in, but I think it was a. It seems like a rush like, job. Almost, I'm sorry, it was like too obvious when you. Yeah, you knew it was going to be a Wall Street. Yeah, kind of. And the song itself is, um, you know, it it's more about relationships and relationships kind of failing and the the sadness that you get from kind of failing relationships. But then it's about recovering from that sadness and things will kind of improve and, and get better. And I just think it was, uh, you know, they, they probably pitched this song to the, the directors, the Malloy brothers. Mm-hmm. And I think just, you know, the financial crisis happened in what, sort of September of that year of 2008. And this came out in December 2008. So 
you've only got a really short gap in between there. So you've got to imagine the video was probably shot in around November time. Um, and I just think it was... It, and again, there's there's some videos out there. There's a making of video where Pharrell kind of talks about, you know, they spoke to the Malloy brothers and then they kind of pitched this idea and suddenly there they were kind of shooting it. It just seems a bit rushed and a, a bit of a an easy choice. I would like to have seen more of a a story behind it. Yeah, that would have worked. Yep. Yeah, because like I say, the, the song is more about, at least to me, my interpretation of it, it's more about kind of relationships and things happening in life. Um, so I'd like to have seen something more along, along those lines as opposed to just, yeah, there's this shit going on in the world at the moment. It kind of ties in. It's about things crashing, about things getting better and just using that. So, yeah, I think it was... It, it's not my favorite video, put it that way. Gotcha. When after reading the lyrics, and I guess I never realized it when you're singing along to it, that you don't you don't really realize that this, the lyrics are just about a relationship, and then seeing that on like the genius or or when they uh when they break down the lyrics, it, you're right, it doesn't really fit the uh, the recession narrative. Yeah, and there's also in the, I think in the making of there's um. Uh, Brendan Malloy talks about what's happening in the video, and I'll, I'll try and read the quote here because I kind of copied it from somewhere. So he's talking about you know the towards the end of the video when things are improving, uh, when that man miraculously miraculously recovers from a heart attack that he's just yeah, had, yeah, yeah. <laughs> things like that. Uh, so he says uh, the color has changed to a much happier place. Uh, the lights are going from red to green. Prices are going up. Volume is going up, and the excitement. God, it's so corny. <laughs> and that's exactly what I feel when I kind of watch that video. It does come across as very, very corny in parts. There are some parts I really like. So when you get to the chorus in the bridge and they tend to cut away to uh, scenes that aren't part of that uh, financial crisis narrative. So it's just them with the band performing in the, bank, the, in the song. Bank vault. Yeah. That I, I actually really like. I like those shots. I think the the fit that Pharrell has in one of those shots with the tiger camo trousers the light blue shirt um the the glass i don't know what the glasses are they're like aviator style they might be louis vuitton i'm not sure if someone knows let me know i think that's a, a great fit it's a great look um i like those shots very much but yeah the whole the rest of it the whole financial thing around it i think it's i think it was rushed i think it's a poor concept um and yeah i'm not a fan of it i have to say yeah, so I wanted to talk about that with the director, uh, Emmett Malloy. He was the one that was talking in the video. If you look on his IMDb at the other videos that he's directed, it's mostly like Disney stars at the time. It's like the Jonas Brothers, Demi Lovato. He did direct a, uh, a White Stripes video for uh, Icky Thump. That's a really good song. And then, um, I guess, so you could see where he probably, he was used to directing like Disney it's certainly a more poppy aspect that they kind of come from. It's kind of pop rock. You know, there's like Avril Lavigne in there, I think he's worked with, and yeah, Sheryl Crow, kind of people like that. People that are big names in, in rock, and uh, even these kind of like, you know, more Disney poppy people are big names. But yeah, they're very different um, video concepts to what you would, or what I would imagine to go with an NERD song, especially a song like this. Oh, another thing with the, uh, the scene in the bank vault. Like you said, it fits the hard rock uh, tone of the song. They, they flip to that scene with with their outfits. I think Pharrell's outfit was not 
how people dressed at the time. And I think that was cool because he was like, because I didn't start dressing like that until like 2012 with the more slimmer pants and button-ups. Like, like in high school, I had like five or six blue button-ups that was, they fit well and they looked good with everything just like Pharrell's outfit was. And even with his cuffed pants, like no one did that. Everyone, you would get joked for doing that. Everyone would say you have high waters on or, you know, yeah, that's how it was. More people dress, if you compare how Pharrell's outfit was to what Shay was wearing, you saw how Shay, how baggy his pants were. Yeah. That was what more, like, that was way more times of 2008, at least. Yeah, definitely. So Shay's got the kind of the, the I think they're like dark green, baggy kind of, I think like cargo pants, aren't they? Yes. Yep. A t-shirt and then the BBC red digital camo uh, shirt. And then, yeah, as you say, Pharrell's got those, uh, the the tiger camo bbc trousers with the high kind of turn-ups at the bottom they're kind of quite slim fit it's quite it's reminiscent of kind of punk from the sort of 70s era with those high turn-ups with that kind of slim fit uh with the low uh low shoes as well the i guess they're sort of i don't know what they are actually i didn't notice they look like Vans. Vans. Yeah. yeah, I was going to say they're sort of at least a Vans style, yeah. And they're a sort of light blue, I think, as well, to kind of go with the, the light blue shirt. But yeah, it's it's a, it's a mixture of that kind of smart shirt, the glasses, but then a kind of slight punk element to the trousers as well, which I, I really like. And I think I could never pull off wearing trousers like that. Uh, but I think in that circumstance on him, I think it's an absolutely brilliant fit. Uh, I think it looks really, really good. Yeah, yeah, for sure. It was definitely ahead of its ahead of its time. And also, I think Shay was wearing. I think in another scene, Shay was wearing. Or it might be that scene. He was wearing a cause one of the cause shirts. Yep, yep. He's got a cause T shirt on. Yep. And then Chad's in there as well. I can't remember what Chad's wearing. I didn't pay too much attention to be honest. I know he has ice cream fitted on, but that's like yep. the extent. I, don't, yeah. I, I never really see that many pictures of Chad wearing BBC. It's always like in the beginning phases or on the cover art, but like outside of that, he was always you know, different. Yeah, and Shay's very much like that as well. Obviously, they're not directly involved with the brand. I think as part of videos and promotional stuff, they get given stuff and asked if they would wear it, uh, which I don't think they mind doing. But yeah, I think away from that, they like to have their own style and their own kind of dress sense. I think if you... I did notice this week Chad was posting some stories and stuff um, on Instagram and he was wearing a few BBC bits and pieces uh, and he does wear the the hues every now and again as well. Um, don't tend to see it from Shay, not the Shay posts much anywhere anyway. Um, but yeah, they obviously get sent stuff and they incorporate it into their wardrobe. But yeah, they're not, you know, repping the brand because they've got nothing to necessarily gain from it when they're away from the kind of music videos and the promotional stuff. I, I did see that this week. And what was cool thing, um, Chad's son is my cousin. Okay. So, uh, Chad gives, Chad gives a lot of promotional stuff. And a lot of times he gives it to his kids. So like those, uh, those basketball, he was the, um, his son got, he gave him the, the, uh, the promotional one that came with like a basketball. It's like this big box, yeah. but like he gets, he gets all the stuff. He just, I guess he picks and chooses what to give, give away. Yeah, definitely. I guess when you're kind of, of that caliber of musician, um, and you're that well-known, that popular, you get sent all sorts of 
stuff a lot of it probably crap that you give to a lot of people that you know you don't need it some stuff you keep and wear um i think yeah he's in a position where he can kind of pick and choose anyway and we should just i'll just kind of go back although we're kind of 15 minutes in i have to jump back to the beginning um and mention the usual facts that i completely forgot to mention um so this song was the third single uh if i remember rightly from seeing sounds released on as i mentioned released in December, on the 16th of December 2008. As we said, directed by the Malloys, Emmett and Brandon. Uh, shot in downtown LA at an old Bank of America building. And for those that haven't seen the video, if you're listening to this, you obviously know the video inside and out probably. But if you happen to be randomly stumbling across this podcast for the first time and you've decided to listen to this episode first... Uh, Pharrell, Chad and Shay are playing uh, janitors in uh, a bank or it's kind of a mix of a bank and a trading floor. It's a weird kind of crossover um, kind of during the stock market crash, which, as we mentioned, happened a couple of months before that. And you have um, all the people there trading and then everything, the proverbial shit hits the fan and things go downhill and... um, yeah, you see all sorts of, as I say, sort of slight weirdness in the video. You've got uh, a random guy having a heart attack in there, which is really cheesy, especially when there's a paramedic kind of leaning over him, giving him uh, giving him the shock, and he just kind of magically comes back to life and sits up and smiles, uh, which is very weird. And then we get money coming from the sky as things start to improve. It's... um. Yeah, it's a it's a slightly strange video. Yeah, and then at the end, there's a cameo from uh, Rob Dyrdek. I detest this part. This yeah. is the, I've, <laughs> I've got a note on this which has about five exclamation points uh, after it because this is the probably the cheesiest part of the video. Yeah, I, I think at the time, Robin Big was the biggest show on MTV. Yeah, and that, what that's why when he mentions the MHV Mini Horse Viagra. That like that's that's the that's the running joke on the show. That's what makes it so funny. And also, um, in the making of music video, he said that Pharrell made the uh, intro music. Yeah. So yeah, Pharrell made uh, "Hopping Over Fences" for them. Yeah. That's right. That's right. Yeah. So yeah, that's kind of where the the tie in is. If you watch the making of video, you'll also see uh, uh, Nino Scalia there as well, um, who's obviously on set, and a couple other people. But yeah, I just found that part at the end of the video when the video ends when the song ends. That's where I'll stop it and turn it off or forward <laughs> it on to something else. I can't watch that part. It's that I hate that kind of weird kind of cut to in music videos, especially if they're in the middle of music videos. But even at the end, they're nearly just as bad where you have some kind of well part like this, basically, where they try and incorporate some kind of humor, some kind of skit. And I don't know, I just find they never, never work. And I find them really cheesy really awkward and you also you get to see musicians really bad acting as well yeah yep and it just didn't fit the video like at all yeah topic i don't know why he had two two brown paper bags full of ones and 20s what he would be doing at the uh you know the, the trading floor yeah he just kind of randomly appears it's again it's part of this this whole kind of video concept and the way it's directed, you know, they wanted him involved in some way or he happened to be around at the time. 
they needed him to be in the video in some kind of way and they kind of I think almost made something up on the spot and again he comes in yeah as you say with those brown paper bags with bills just kind of sticking out of the top looking like really awful fake props it to me you know corny and cheesier are the, are the words that kind of describe that part and a lot of this video all in all yeah it's a good way to put it I, I, I like another thing um this is kind of random but somewhat relates to the video so like the reason that the recession happened was the, the biggest losers were the lehman brothers and if you watch despicable me which pharrell did the uh soundtrack to there's a little bit where in the bathroom it says the bank of evil called formerly the lehman brothers i never noticed that i never really saw that but yeah it's a little uh kind of it's kind of a tangent but yeah still kind of relates to it yeah those uh all those kind of animated films they have all these weird weird and wonderful little easter eggs dotted through them which are always kind of quite interesting to spot and find and also i noticed in uh in this video as well we've got some slightly bad product placement as well so, yes yep that's in my notes too yeah so i think i think there were some beats in there at some point which you see in every music video even now you know for the last 15 years we see beats everywhere but the one that kind of you you really notice which is really in your face is microsoft zoom yes yeah, so at at if you pause at the 227 mark you see there's a woman there looking at the nerd page Look on it, and she's listening to it uh, by Dr. Dre. I like how the economy is crashing. There are people having heart attacks on the trading floor, but she's just sat at her laptop looking at the NERT page on the yep. the Microsoft <laughs> uh, Zoom download page or whatever is a product page. And I know the financial world is crashing, but I need to I need to listen to. Who knows? I just had to. Yeah, I need to I need to jump on this uh, music sharing platform, which is uh, about to die, and download everything really quickly. <laughs> and yeah for those that if you've never if you're not old enough to know what a microsoft zoom is um microsoft made like an mp3 player to kind of compete with the the ipod uh which never took off it was fairly awful and then they also made um kind of a web service as well where you could similar to itunes to compete with that where you could kind of go and have all your music in a library of some kind and sync it with your device and just kind of stream stuff and play stuff um in theory kind of potentially a little bit ahead of its time seeing as now we all use spotify and apple music and stuff like that but it, it died a death um obviously microsoft i think you can see it in a lot of videos from around this time. They were obviously pushing it hard um, and probably threw a large chunk of money at the, the production team for this for this video to, to get that in there and on the screen. for It's on the screen for a good three to four seconds, I think. So that's quite a big kind of product placement. It, yeah, it actually flashes twice, once at 5 mark and at that 227 mark. Yeah, Microsoft going hard on their, their failed products. Yeah, I remember the Zune... I remember putting like using someone else's. It a horrible. It just wasn't friendly for started using it. Yeah, stick to your iPods. Yep, the iPod Classic. I wish they made them. I still made them. Those, those it has way more memory than in the iPhone that I have. I've actually got an iPod Classic in my drawer next to me, which I have from. It's an original one from. Yeah, probably around two thousand and eight, almost I guess, or before yeah. that. Uh, not that I ever use it, but it is just sat in a drawer still and it's, I don't know, 160 gig or something and God knows how many song forgotten songs are on there. <laughs> uh, so what else have we got in this video? Um, 
A couple of BBC items. We've got the the red NYC BBC logo hat, which, if I remember correctly, was only released uh, in the York store back then. We've got the BBC Season 11 uh, Wolfman Herringbone Weave Zip-Up Jacket, a very sought-after jacket. They were only made in very limited quantities, if I remember rightly. There was also... I think he's got the blue version in this. There was also like a dark or kind of olive green version, and then they released a leather version as well, I think uh, the following year. Um, again, people will correct me if I'm if I'm wrong there with the timelines, but I think that's what they did. Um, and yeah, as we say, the other kind of standard stuff we've we've mentioned the, the kind of Pharrell fit with the the BBC shirt, tiger camo trousers, um, the, the sort of few BBC bits that Chad and Shay are wearing. Was that that was that that uh that like black leather zip up thing that he was? Yeah, so I think. Again, you may look more closely than me. I think in this video, he's not wearing the leather version. Oh. It's just the the black kind of fabric version. And then there's a green one as well. And then the leather one, I think, came out the following year. And I remember he wore it, like, at his 40th birthday party or something and was wearing it kind of in public quite a lot. Uh, but the leather one was kind of double the price. I think the leather one retailed for around $1,000 or something, whereas... The ones in the video, the kind of fabric ones, I think they were around four to five hundred, something like that. I personally, there's nothing in this video I would like search for to buy for myself. Mm-hmm. But I think there was like I don't know, there was like a period of time and weren't as like, like I needed it. Yeah, I think there's a, there's a few bits in this video. Like the Wolfman jacket, I really really like. But you've, I, I let's just say I couldn't fit into one. They're a very very they're they're a motorcycle jacket essentially, so they're very very slim fit. Let's say, um, and also the the tiger camo print trousers I really like. But again, I could never pull them off. So you've got the the red NYC BBC hat. Which would be nice, but if I remember rightly, it's a fitted hat, and I don't really like fitted hats. If it was a snapback, be all over it. So yeah, there's a few items in there I do really, really like, but nothing that I think I would um, hunt out or try and purchase or even wear. Same, same with me. I would, I do like the, uh, I do like fitteds. That's my hat of choice. I don't. There's something like the NYC logo. It's cool, but I'd rather have the. Uh, the early seasons i think i think we all would but you'd have to uh <laughs> you'd have to speak to the the bbc in the uk to get them to remove their cease and desist from using that logo <laughs> yeah i see that london i see the london one everywhere now they, they put yep so the the london one's been around for a little while you've got the miami one um, that's new as well yeah. recently because of the miami pop-up store that they've they've got going on at the moment down there uh and you also have the the tokyo version as well Yes, and I think, and as well, we saw um, the the Virginia. Um, yep, they they oh, did sorry, one. No, the Norfolk, Norfolk should yep. I say? Yes, that's okay. That's where I am. I live in Virginia Beach. I was I was born raised here. That for the uh, when they came for the homecoming concert, Cream. That's a Norfolk store. I think Pusha T is like a part time owner for or part owner for that. He's an investor. Um, yeah, yeah. So with that BBC collection, that's where they also released the uh, homecoming any. NMDs, which I I was not going to go through that. The way that Cream did it was you had to like it was like a scavenger hunt. They posted a picture on their story, 
they had people racing down the highways to get to that location. They would give you a bracelet. And then, like, in a few hours, they'd post another picture of where they were at. And you would you had to go to three different uh, locations for it before you could have even the chance to purchase them. That's hard work. Yeah. I, I mean, I, I was at work, like most people. I don't know. It was hard for people. And I guess you just had to have the day off to even have a chance to get those shoes, man. Yeah, I know a few people that got, uh, that got pairs, but... I'm not sure if I'd want to go through all of that sort of thing just to try and get a pair. Yeah. I think, is the guitar solo cut off from the album version? I cannot remember off the top of my head, but I don't think it goes on quite as long on the album version. Okay. So I, when I was a kid, um, me and my cousins, we were all really into Guitar Hero and Rock Band. And this, I think we thought that this song perfect for they ever put it on. Now, as an adult... Um, I gotta say, I, I really hate it. I think it ruins the mood. It ruins the mood for most of my playlists if I do include it, because I really just only want that like the verses and chorus. But when when the guitar solo, I just it's time to skip button. Really, because I I love that part of the song. I love that when it's it's going on. It's quite mellow, and it just amps up for those twenty seconds or however long the bridge is, and then obviously for the outro, which is a bit longer. Um, I really like those parts. Yeah. That's that's what I like about NERD songs is you can kind of mix those different um, different genres and different sounds and different um, music types kind of all into one. And you don't always know where a song is going to go. Yeah. And I, I was reading the uh, when they were making the album, I think Chad, it was Chad or Pharrell, they said that they wanted, or this album was supposed to be a mix of 70s soul. Yeah something close to that and and you hear it like you hear it through most of the songs it's, it's really good i think this this album might be my favorite out of the five with the first being oh uh in search of good answer but i don't know like all my family they all we're all disagree with these rankings because i think most of them actually prefer fly or die but i, I would say that's my third i think it, dep- it very much depends on your on your age as well yeah and and i think each album has something different that different people kind of relate to. So I think if you were kind of a teenager around the the fly or die time, that probably speaks to you more than than anything else because of the the content and the subjects that are that are in the in the songs there. And yeah, seeing sounds is a bit a bit more kind of broader. There's a bit more of a mixture of different sounds in there. There's a lot more, I think, experimentation. Yeah, on seeing sounds as well. Not kind of crazy over the top or anything, but I think there is slightly more than there was on the likes of Fly or Die, which you you listen through that and most songs you can kind of... You can listen to a few songs and you can get an idea of the direction of the album and what other songs are going to be like. It's all generally quite kind of rocky and mild kind of punk and stuff like that. I actually have three copies of this on vinyl. Seeing Sound original copy was the most expensive vinyl I've ever paid for. It was like ninety dollars for somewhere in uh, somewhere in Sweden. They had to send it to me, and then like two months later, we get a repress of Seeing Sounds in black, and then the other was a covered copy. Well, I have all three, and then I have all the singles also. Sooner or later was actually the only single that was not made this album, but everyone knows and uh, Spaz. Those, those both have their own 12-inch singles. I, it might be because it came out after the album, but I would love to have it on, on vinyl. Maybe like a picture of the uh, <coughs> of the um, of them at the uh, 
stock exchange or the trading floors or them in the bank vault it would be pretty cool yeah definitely and while we're while we're kind of loosely talking about it we can talk about your your vinyl collection which has its own instagram page as well yeah which is is it star trek vinyl yeah i, I don't know that was the most that was the only name i could come up with because most of my records are from star trek entertainment you know it works it does what it says on the tin so yeah yeah so i have almost every edition of every single lp that was released on star trek entertainment so every album all the nrd albums the clips albums release albums which I, and the uh the um we call it the clones album yeah so i have all the og copies except for in search of so if anyone has that and wants to get rid of it let me um I have OG copies of all those and the reprint every every time it was reprinted. So I have, like for Lord Willen, I have seven copies of that album in different formats. I also have a complete Star Trek cassette collection, which was harder to come by. And every single one of them is sealed, which I'm very proud of. That, uh, like, so like I was saying, with Lord Willen, like I have the original copy, I have press, I have the version of the vinyl, I have box set vinyl which was a vinyl sampler that had eight i have a original cassette with the uh the hype sticker on it i have a, it's a seven inch box set which like all the records are on white vinyl but there are seven inch records instead of the 12 that's another box set so yeah i i'm trying to finish it and i'm trying to get every sing uh every 12 inch single I'm missing a few with the stickers so which ones are you missing which ones do we need to keep an eye out for one that I need that's pro- it's only in the UK for some reason is it's when the last time 12 inch but it has the sticker of Malice and Pusha sitting on a ledge with with the, when the last time text on in front of them that I need the I need the US promos of some of the first NERD singles with the sticker I have all of the picture covers that were only printed UK those were my preferred ones because they had you know the whole cover was a picture now i'm trying to get the stickers that they released in the uses of that um and i do need some of the Khalees singles everything but milkshakes i think i have like two copies of that they made a lot of those i think my cousin he said that his dad gave him like like six or seven copies because they just had that many of the milkshakes all right people so if you have any of these in your possession and you don't want them or don't need them and you want them to go to a very good home, then definitely get on Instagram, Star Trek Vinyl, and hit him up. Yes, please, I will I will pay for these shipping. All right, okay, what's next? Are we done with the video? Have we got anything else, any other points you wanted to, to mention? I think we, we were done with the NERD hats, fly or die. I don't know, they're not they're just not in any of the uh, videos anymore after I know there's none there's none in the sooner or later video at least, or the everyone knows video. Yeah, I don't recall uh, seeing any either, sort of, I'm trying to think when the last one would have been. I don't know, I have to go back and scan through all the all the videos. Yep. Oh, uh, that's another topic I wanted to bring up. Have you ever seen Chad wear an NERD hat? Hmm, good question. Not off the top of my head. I'm sure I probably have, but I can't think of a specific one off the top of my head. So... My uncle gave me a signed NRD hat by Chad, and he said it was from one of the videos, but I was scanned all of their videos, and I just couldn't find wearing one. A video where he's actually wearing an NRD hat. Hmm. 
Yeah, I can't think off the top of my head. Again, listeners, there are some super nerds out there, no pun intended, <laughs> who will who will probably know this instantly. I'm thinking of you, uh, the likes of Star Trek World and, and such like. Um, but yeah, I can't think of one off the top of my head. But again, in, in theory, I guess, when they were pushing those kind of the NERD merch and the hats and the band stuff, they could, in theory, have had one for him to wear and he just chose not to or a shot of him maybe got cut from the video if he was wearing one at some point but yeah if anyone knows of a video can think of one or has any images from back then 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 let us know all right what else have we got then um we can talk about some some pickups i guess oh actually no give me your we're gonna go back to doing this give me your score for the video and for the song out of 10 uh video give it a and a half seven and for the song i've maybe a seven seven's good okay yep i'd yeah i'd give the song a i think a seven's decent it's not the best it's certainly not the worst some really good elements in there that i like the video i really dislike the video i'd give a two or a three (laughs) i give it a three just just because of yeah just because some of the fits in there are quite good um some of it's kind of quite well shot, and there's some some good bits and pieces in there, but generally it just it's not a video that I like. So, are you saying possibly the worst in your idea video? It's yeah, it's got to be up there. Yeah, okay. It, I oh, think it has to be. Forgot to bring up uh, when I checked out the Genius page for this song. There's actually a bunch of screenshots of uh, Tyler the Creator talking about this song. I think it's some- yeah, I know I noticed that as well. So. If you dislike this song, then you are disagreeing with Tyler the Creator. He is a bit of a a stan of this song. Like for a very long time, in 2012, he said, "When I first heard Sooner or Later, I cried." Again, 2013, I legit cried when I first heard Sooner or Later by NRD. I was 17 and a punk bitch. Yep, song is so beautiful. And but I think I think it is one of those songs where if you are going through a breakup or a relationship problem or I don't know, you lose a job or something, there's something not going brilliant in your life and you hear this song it's definitely something that could you know resonate with somebody and kind of impact them in some way it's one of those tracks hit too close to home exactly yeah um and i think this is why a lot of people like nerd because there are a lot of songs like this you know i've talked in the past about how a lot of this stuff is kind of the sort of soundtrack to my my adult life so there are lots of songs I associate with certain points in my life, and there are, you know, the subject matter is, uh, I think, in, in general, stuff that we can kind of all relate to to a certain to a certain uh, respect. So, so yeah, like maybe this, uh, maybe he was going through something at the time and identified with this in some way, and you know, it obviously affected him. And he's obviously a big fan anyway, but. Maybe there was something extra in there for him. I think one last point. I think you said that this doesn't really fit the session topic that much. At, at the same, very same time, or maybe a few after seeing Sounds released, Jeezy dropped the Recession album, which I think was more, it was definitely more geared towards uh, US, at least was going through, in comparison to what NRD, their video. Plus, I think more people were, more people were probably related to that Jeezy album, because more people dress like him, especially in the South. I don't think. Uh, I, I think the, uh, the NRD thing was a little far ahead of its time for for uh, just their style of music was not. Yeah, exactly. I think I think the album probably 
came so again this being the third single um I can't remember when everyone knows came out which was the first single probably a few months before so you've got to think the album's probably recorded a year before that so it doesn't really relate to the kind of financial crisis in any way at all um I think it just obviously happened to be that they had this song they were going to do a video and it happened at around the same time as the financial crisis so that became the kind of subject matter yeah actually I didn't think about that how did they it's not like they could have predicted it so yeah it might have just been happened to which explains the uh the lead. yeah exactly I, I think sense. I think the directors were kind of given the song and asked to do a video of some kind and yeah they kind of you know obviously loosely tied in the financial crisis just because it was going on at the time um as opposed to drawing any real reference of it from the song or from the album or anything like that i would have much preferred the song what to be the third single i think that's my favorite song on the album that is a great song i think that would have been a if they had a video for that i think i would have been more stoked for that than the sooner or later and and another one probably wouldn't have worked as a single but i would love to have seen some kind of video is uh is love bomb so we've done the video We've done the scores. Yep, I gave it an awful score, or at least a video. So we've got a few other bits and pieces we can talk about quickly. I'll go through uh, some pickups, actually, quickly. Uh, I did mention on the last episode the BAPE sample BBC polo. That finally arrived. So uh, shout out to uh, Momo Ape on Instagram, uh, M-O-M-O underscore A-P-E. I saw that. I, that was. I'm very jealous. That is a very nice polo. Did he give you the uh, those were those pins? Yeah. So bless him. Included in there as well were some uh, promotional. I think these are stickers or maybe just cards for the uh, Nothing album. These are like German promotional stickers. Uh, they're all actually in German. I've just noticed or parts of it are in German. And then yeah, a couple of BBC pins, uh, diamond and dollar pins. So. Shout out to him for that. Uh, and the polo is, is really nice, um, perfect condition. It's hung up in my wardrobe at the moment. I don't think I'll ever wear it. I'd like to, but I think it's one of those where I will end up, I don't know, it will just end up sitting there or I'll end up maybe framing it one day. Cause to me, it's you know a, a really important item in the whole kind of, story and creation of bbc and i wouldn't want to ruin it i know for well that i'd wear it out one time and my kid would drop an ice cream on it or something stupid so a little piece of history in your closet right there yeah exactly i'm going to keep it safe in there for now so that turned up uh today there was um i managed to get a, a jacket that i'd bought a couple of weeks ago that finally turned up after randomly being delivered to a wrong address somewhere in finland um so if you haven't seen it on instagram it's i don't know what the type of jacket is baseball jacket i guess you'd call it uh it's a reversible one so you've got uh the straight uh billionaire boys club logo on the back uh, a couple of patches on it but then the reverse side is the it's not the starfield design but it's the kind of space design that we've seen used a few times with the uh, with the robots and astronauts and the kind of crazy colours and stuff, which I really, really like. I'm not sure I can kind of pull it off wearing it that way round. It does look a little bit too crazy, maybe. But the other side is plain black, so I'll wear it like that, and then you can kind of you can get a glimpse of the the space theme on the inside. 
Um, and I did also have, uh, I've had a couple of messages in the last week or two from, from various listeners and, and followers about where I find some of these things. So I may as well kind of talk about it here briefly. I have to say, there is no secret place where we kind of find these gems or, or whatever they are. It's just searching the usual places and being patient, basically. Um, as I said to a couple of people this week, the two main things I use are, well, eBay I tend to stay away from nowadays just because it's full of so much crap. But then Instagram, you know, there's obviously quite a large community of us on Instagram. People are always selling stuff. You know who's legit and who isn't. You can get legit checks from a lot of people on Instagram to kind of help you out. Um, you can just reach out to pretty much any of us in the community and people can check stuff or point you in the right direction. So people there, and also um, uh, the app called Depop. This isn't massively well-known um, outside of the UK and outside of Europe. Some people, obviously, in the in the States and stuff will be aware of it. But I don't see an awful lot of people over there using it um, or anywhere in Asia at all either. So Depop is just like a an app that acts as a, a reselling platform. They do have, I think they have some kind of connection to the BBC London guys. They're based in the same building. Uh, and I know a lot of the, the BBC guys back in the day used to use Depop a lot. So I think they may know each other. Yeah, Depop is just used for basically fashion items and stuff. So you can go on there, you can do all your searches and your filters and things. Uh, and that's where I tend to find a lot of stuff. But it does just take a lot of trawling through a lot of crap. Um, and then having a lot of patience to actually wait for the right thing to pop up. But yeah, it's a place to check out if you're after certain bits and pieces, whether they're BBC ice cream or any other brand, basically. Um, I think I'd actually do the exact same when I'm searching for... I think what I'd like to add is Grailed. Yep. Some people have problems with it, but I think it's it's good as an app because you can filter out all the stuff. Like I set it so that it's like my sizes... And you just got to scan it like once a week and you'll find a lot of times the prices will drop. If yeah, this is the one problem I think I have with Grailed is because it's it's called Grailed, it invokes a certain type of mentality, I think, whereby people think the kind of, they think, I'm saying rare in air quotes, the rare thing they have um, is a Grailed item. It go, People put stuff on there for just ridiculous prices, way overpriced a lot of the time. There are some bargains to be had on there, I have to say, but they're not being in the US. Shipping and things like that are a problem over here in Europe. But yeah, I just find stuff on there generally really, really overpriced. And I've never found anything that I like so much that I would pay the sometimes ridiculous shipping costs as well. But there can be some nice bits on there. Yeah, someone sent me a link this week. There's some some of the pink and brown ice cream collets on there. Oh, really? I did not see that. I yeah, and they're in my size, and I thought, great, I could I'll go and have a look, and if they're a if they're a sensible price, I may uh I may be interested. No, no, they're listed for five grand. Yeah. Um, and I you know, uh, amongst our community, I know that other people that have these, I know if I really wanted a pair, I could get a pair for a lot lot less than that. So, again, it's just it's just kind of people's pricing and expectations and things like that that I find a. A problem on Grailed. Yeah, that's why on Grailed I always offer like half the price that they list because it's usually not worth what they're asking for at all. 
at all. So like when I go through prices, I'm like, oh, I know he'll go down on that because that's he's not gonna get that. That's why it sits. Like that's why no one's buying their stuff. Because you know, are most people open to negotiation and offers on there? Yeah, find? most most of the time. Like I've bought a, uh, I got one diamonds and dollar signs off of there, and I I got them down to like half the price that was listed. And that's and I think that's normal items on there. I think with BBC especially, but with like I think with different brands, it's a little harder. People are more snobby about the uh, items. I did see a very cool um, it's an OG logo that was in different colored Swarovski crystals. I think I think Momo Eight have one of them, but there was one on Grailed. It was kind of it was kind of worn, but it had like it was like blue, yellow, and pink Swarovskis throughout the logo. Yeah, wanted I think he wanted like five hundred, which I to me is reasonable because it's Swarovski, but some people want like a thousand dollars for yeah. Yeah, that's definitely a grailed item, and I've seen those go for absolutely ridiculous money in the past. I think the hype with BBC stuff has kind of worn off a little bit. It kind of dipped for quite a while. It's come up a little bit again recently, and now it's kind of leveling off a little bit. So you can get stuff like that, which are you know that is a a, a grail item to a lot of people. I know I'd love to own one, but yeah, it's it's finding it for the the right price and then again with ebay um i am too because i keep losing bids for like good prices and right after you lose the bid you're just frustrated for the rest of the day because you you could have paid that price yeah ebay's one of those places where it was great back in the day when it was like the the only marketplace and you knew you could go there and find good stuff but now it's just full of so much crap so many fakes all the rubbish that comes with it like you say you have to get in, you sometimes get into bidding wars with people so i will only ever go there if i know specifically what i'm after and there's like a buy it now price for it which i think is reasonable so i think the only times i've used it in the last year was when i was looking for some um some posters i think like for my kids room and for in the office i knew the posters that i wanted i couldn't find them like on amazon or anywhere like that that was that would ship here to Finland, so I managed to find them on eBay. Just bought a bunch, and that was it. No bidding, no messing around, no having to work out if something's you know fake or genuine. So yeah, I generally try to avoid eBay these days. And again, with I'm not a fan of PayPal either. So if I can avoid using PayPal at any point, um, that's always a bonus. Were you able to get your uh, that collectible thing that came out a couple weeks ago, the, the Moon Man? No, no. So I did again have a quick look last week to see if there were any on there still. Um, and there are some, but again, people are just asking sort of silly money at the moment. So Yeah, I saw, seven, I saw 700 for that ungrailed or something. So I'm going to hold off for the time being. If I can find one at a decent price in the future, then I may be tempted, but I don't think I'd pay much over retail for it. If someone out there has one and you don't want it anymore then you know hit me up there may be a deal to be to be done but i think they retail i think retail was three hundred dollars i think um i wouldn't want to pay i won't say what i'd want to pay but it like it wouldn't be much over retail put it that way so so is that all for your uh your pickup since the last episode yeah i think that's uh i think that's everything since the last one uh there's some uh some vinyl uh i'm starting to collect that again obviously not to the to the extent that you're collecting vinyl <laughs> but um yeah there's a couple of bits ordered a couple of bits that um 
it may have even been you that posted something about this one. It's the NERD Live at the Babylon album, which I think you can get on Apple Music in those sorts of places. And it's back in, I don't know what year this is, maybe around 08, maybe. I saw somebody somewhere on Instagram posted a copy of it. And yeah, I thought I'd like, I thought I'd like to get a copy. Okay, yep, it would you then, yeah. Yep. <laughs> yeah, so it's your fault I'm spending this money. So yeah, I, I had a quick look on Amazon. There, were, there was one person on Amazon who had two copies left. So I thought I'd grab a, grab a quick one. So I got that. And then I used to be a vinyl collector many years ago and then got rid of it all when I moved abroad. Um, so I then went into that obvi- obvious rabbit hole of digging around all the different records, seeing what was available. So I ordered a couple of others. There's a, uh, I ordered Frontin, I think, and another album. I can't remember what it was. And then saved a bunch to my wish list, which... I may get around to purchasing at some point. Which version of Fred did you get? I have no idea. Just the, okay. first one, the first one that I saw that was a semi-reasonable price. There's uh, two versions. One is like an orange cover, and you see Pharrell wearing the uh, the original BBC, the Vash tie in the picture. Yeah. And there's one that's like has the, the Star Trek logos all over it, and there's like a blue. Yeah, I think I got that first version. I was able to get that the one with the sticker recently. That might actually be my most recent Trek purchase was that one. And I think it was like five bucks. It's a lot cheaper over here for those, if, especially if you're in the U.S. People ship for really cheap in the U.S. Yeah, that's the problem being out here um, and having to trawl through the likes of Amazon and get them from the, the Amazon marketplace. I was looking at some albums, I think the NERD ones, and they were... You know, people were asking like 90 or 100 euros for them. Plus you then add, you know, vinyl can be quite heavy, especially for an album. So you've then got to add kind of 15 to 20 euros for shipping and it starts to get very pricey very quickly. I looked up uh, the price for the Nothing album, which honestly is like, is more so just a couple. But I think the only listed price I saw was like at least $60. Flyer Die is around in the $60 for a used copy. I really want, yeah. a, I really want the in search of, I know, um, you know, remember George? Mm-hmm. Yeah, he has a sealed OG copy of Insert. Shout out to him. He always uh talks to me about the um my records, but also he he knows his like his BBC history. He does. And yep. Him and him and uh OG Vault or Six Leather. Yep. Yeah, I I love going through their page. Sealed and like uh, remember George posted a picture of um him. He had all four original Varsity jackets. You see that? Yeah. Those, those guys are crazy. There's all the stuff. All the grails, yeah. Yeah. I can only imagine how... Because I, I was talking to him, and he says he finds a lot of the stuff for Steel. He told me he found the... Um, have you seen the uh, In Search of Skateboard? Mm-hmm. It's just like their heads on it. He yeah. said he found it for like 50 bucks or something like that on eBay. Yeah, that's the thing, people. People out there that are asking, you know, where we find all this great stuff. It's just, yeah, lots of digging, lots of patience. And you uh, you find them eventually, but yeah, you've got to have the. I don't have the patience to be doing that for ages, and and then I forget, and I don't look for weeks or months for stuff, and then other people get stuff, and yeah, it's you just gotta just gotta get digging basically. Oh, um, another recent kind of recent. I got the uh, um, it's the guitar T-shirt that that Chad is wearing on the Flyer Die cover, which. To my surprise, was not made by BBC or actually mm-hmm. made by this like he's like a he's like an artist and this was like a t- t-shirt from his exhibit or something like that. Um, I got that. I got Adam J. Romo. His like 
rhinestone t-shirt of the chain it's one of my favorites right now i keep wearing it shout out to him i was gonna say yeah we, we gave adam a shout out last week um he dropped uh another item this week which is the the dollar sign based based on the dollar sign the, the chain that nigo made for i think for himself actually i don't think pharrell was ever wore it he may have done at some point but i think yeah nigo made it for himself it's the, the green dollar sign um and yeah adam's made uh a t-shirt and a hoodie and I think a crew neck of that uh, which you can get with the, the rhinestones and stuff I did try to cop one and then PayPal did some weird stuff and wouldn't let me complete the transaction so I need to try that again at some point soon I actually bought um, I bought a few of my cousins some of, some of his stuff and Adam finished it and had it overnight shipped for me in time for Christmas shout out to him I I, I love buying him stuff I love buying stuff from him I bought a I bought the uh, his NERD logo on hoodie for my girlfriend. That's her favorite. That's her favorite hoodie. So shout out to him. He's he's a real guy. Oh, my copy of Wonderland by Kalis. I guess a lot of people, or I know the listeners will know this, but Wonderland only released in overseas. It didn't come out in the U.S. So finding a vinyl was a little more difficult. In the U.S., we're charging like 150. But I found a really clean copy. It just sounds like it was never, almost never played. And the sleeve is good, and so I found that, and I completed my the first three albums of Kalise's discography, and I also found a sealed cassette. I think it was in like it might have been in like Italy, somewhere overseas in Europe, and I'm not gonna open it, but it's my cassette collection that now. And yeah, I think that might be it for my in the yard. Oh, actually, I also found this uh, a couple of years ago. Marvel was doing like hip hop covers for some of their comic books, and I had found the. Uh, the clips one for like four dollars on ebay bargain and it had like it's like a like the spider-man like i don't know if you've seen into the spider-verse but it's the same mm-hmm. characters like with the spider ham and the spider-man noir is on it yeah it's, it's, it's so cool nice not a bad set of pickups then yeah for my music collection yeah i'm 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 still have a lot of tuition to pay for so my i can't really go <laughs> i can't really go into the the clothes the clothing part my uncle's actually they they get they had they had a lot of the Star Trek stuff when they were younger and they just kept it in their closet so they've just been giving it to uh, me and my cousins. I've just been having a look at the draw because my uncle gave me an original NERD hat and that was, that was the one that was signed by Chad. But this one glows in the dark and I was like, oh, this is so cool. Yeah. I see on like like a page or I've been wearing it every day now, except, unless it's a fitted. But I've been wearing that one every day. <clears throat> Not bad presents to get from family. A lot of people hit me up about it, or uh, about some of the things that I've gotten from my family. Like I have the, uh, I actually have this. Um, it's a hoodie. I want to say it's a Bape sample, but it was only friends and family. But like the hoodie itself is like this that they used to make in the thousands. Um, it's it's based. You saw the uh, the man key stuff they released at ComplexCon mm-hmm. with the with the. I have yeah. the sample. I have the gray, the gray version of that it's a sample from like my cousin has the navy his closet and then my other cousin has the black version that they released these are like our our daily hoodies it's really warm but a lot of people hit me up about it if anything is if anyone is impressed about anything in my collection it's always about that hoodie yeah. and this was this was before the comp they did complex con so it was the only one that you could i guess you could really see uh so that one's that's one another one i f- actually found this one in my garage my dad actually used to work for chad in around the time that everyone or uh, around that seeing sounds came out it was like he would like run errands for him it was like a, a part-time run errands or bring stuff to the studio 
but he found something that was like a donation clips hat with the clips logo like that's on the um the hell hath no fury album fitted hat that was a collaboration with the uh, commonwealth which is a local brand around and i just one day but like a couple years later after that i found it in the garage where did this come from and i've been wearing that one a lot too it's like uh, people hit me up about that one especially uh star trek world he really wants that hat he really he said he would buy it off me but i, I don't think i will i don't think i'm gonna let go of any of my items in my closet I, I can't sell anything he does love his hats that boy yeah there's, there's quite a few that he's after um yeah those are certainly um nice items to just be yeah handed down or to kind of find hanging around the house yeah yeah very lucky because a lot of these i know some people are paying astronomical amounts of the items and and you've just got them laying around the house yeah some <laughs> just a few just a few my collection's not as big as most people's but i have some some gems that i've found over the years and that's what matters it's all about the quality not the quantity mm-hmm. says me that has a walk-in wardrobe just filled up with stuff bbc stuff yeah yeah i yeah i saw your shoe collection recently of all your ice creams out I- yeah well most of the majority now are i think the tennis hues i've maybe got 20 pairs or or more plus the nmds i think there's uh there's only six or seven pairs of those and then yeah there's a bunch of ice cream boutiques and deck shoes and yeah there's a, there's a mixture of all the different ones i need to some well I've actually run out of room, so I need to buy more storage at some point soon. So I may do another picture of all of them again at some point. I don't have any pairs of ice creams. It's a little hard to find in my size 11. Yeah. Especially the ones that I want, or that I really actually wear. I don't have any ice creams. I've been wearing all my BBC stuff with the Timberlands and Air Maxes, and I'm so like, uh, sometimes it doesn't look right in the outfits. Yeah. So anyone out there with size 11 ice creams, again, hit him up. Yep. For reasonable <laughs> prices, please reasonable exactly yeah exactly I'm in college yeah. help me out um all right what have we got next very quickly uh two other things i guess some news and some shout outs i guess uh we are recording this on the 19th of february the evening here the, the day over there in the u.s 12 it's around 12 30 here in virginia beach right now yep um some like yeah some sad news today which is kind of vaguely tied into what we talk about and that's a uh, Karl lagerfeld uh passing away today uh, he was 85, I think. I think I read. I did not realize he was that old and still working every day. Obviously, he was, I can't remember what his job title is now, probably creative director or something like that. Something along those lines of, obviously, Chanel. Uh, Pharrell has done a lot of work with Chanel in the past. Uh, he's a big fan of Chanel. Uh, he goes to the their kind of fashion show uh every year they do kind of one big event every year i think around the time they have the paris fashion show as well as others dotted throughout the year for the different seasons pharrell kind of goes to a lot of those he was i think there recently he was there with Karl lagerfeld recently there's some pictures of them at the i think at the chanel show um so yeah he passed away today so that's a a big loss in the in the fashion world another thing i wanted to add with carl lagerfeld he was really like a fashion icon and the one thing i liked about him the most was that he wore the same thing every time you saw him in any picture in any setting he was wearing his white shirt tie and leather gloves signature 
pieces. Yeah, a very um, a very distinctive look. And again, even up until '85, with his kind of you'd know him anywhere with that kind of outfit, the white hair, sometimes with the beard, sometimes not with the beard. Yeah, very distinctive look, and yeah, uh, an icon kind of in the in the fashion world. I've seen a lot of posts about him today from all sorts of people. So yeah, very sad, but but interesting to see what Chanel will do going forward um, in terms of who takes on that role and and how that kind of works out. Some shout outs. I've got one this week which I was meant to mention last week and completely forgot because I'm awful at shout outs and anyone that hits me up, I always forget about it. So if I have said I'll shout you out, please do remind me. Um, So this is another podcast actually uh, made by a friend of mine, uh, Tom Comey and a couple of his friends. It's called Shotgun the Orcs. Orcs is in the type of lead, A-U-X. This focuses on Obviously, we're quite niche here. We focus on NERD, Pharrell, BBC, things kind of tied into that. Theirs is more general hip-hop, a lot of UK hip-hop stuff. So if you want to hear a kind of more general hip-hop chat, um, or if you're getting into kind of any UK stuff, then go check out their podcast. Um, They've got some really good discussions. They're only, I think, four episodes in at the moment. Um, So... They kind of have a theme for for each episode as well as kind of all the latest news and releases. The last couple have been kind of fashion in hip-hop and they kind of briefly touch on uh, BBC, Pharrell, uh, obviously very kindly mention this podcast. But this week they've got, um, uh, I think, an interview with a a UK artist coming up and they're going to do more of that as well. So yeah, if you want some some general hip-hop chat some UK hip-hop chat, then uh, go and check out Shotgun the Orcs, and I'll put a link in the show notes so you can go straight over to their page. And also on Instagram, I think it's at Shotgun the Orcs. So go and check them out. Any shout-outs from yourself? Um, I think I did most of them already. Uh, again, shout-out to Adam J. Romo, member George. Uh, shout-out to Star Trek World. He always hits me up about another shout-out to my girlfriend. She bought me a lot of a lot of the records in my collection yeah if i forgot anyone i'm sorry that's right you can always come back and uh give them a shout out another time for sure for sure i'd love to discuss another music video or track in general yeah we've got plenty more to come uh but i think that that wraps it up for this week you can find us on instagram uh the podcast is others podcast uh i am steve r penny you can go to the website for all the, the show notes and information about the, the podcast. That is the others with a Z dot net. And you can find me at superhelsinki.com. Uh, Chase, where can people find you? Uh, find me on Instagram at G-O-Z-U-M-C, Gozum-C. And my vinyl page, which you'd probably prefer is Star Trek Vinyl. Great stuff. All right. Well, everyone, that's it for this week. Thank you for listening and we'll speak to you soon. Bye-bye. Uh-huh.